Highly Enthused, a shortcut to things worth consuming, presented by two women named Sophie who spend too long on the internet. I'm Sophie Roberts. And I'm Sophie McComas. Hello. Good afternoon, Sophie. Good afternoon at (laughs) 8 o'clock at night when we're recording this. (laughs) No one knows what time it is. That could be any time. It's a liminal space. How are you going? Oh, you know, not bad. Got a little scratchy throat. Left my voice on the dance floor last weekend. <laughs> if you've seen it, please return it to me. We will try to get it back to you. <laughs> How are you? Uh, I feel like <laughs> my life is completely manic at the moment. Manic pixie dream girl? Sure, let's go with that. Um, I'm like three weeks into my new job, which is crazy. My social life is still in an insane whirlwind most of the time. I've been dating, which like takes, like it's just a lot of dinners and going out for drinks. Like when Poor you. <laughs> so hard. So hard. My life is so difficult. Um, and, you know, I'm still trying to like exercise and see my friends and see my family who I haven't seen for ages. Sorry, mom. Go grocery shopping, you know, do all the basic admin of life. So I feel like this last weekend, all of the adrenaline just like wore off and I just collapsed in a heap on my couch and had a two hour bath before the couch. And then I watched old episodes of Jamie Oliver. On 10 play. Or when he was all cute and like pudgy. No, no, no. Like I'm talking old as in like a couple of years ago. Like his <laughs> five ingredient only one. Like that weird show where every recipe only has five ingredients. Kind of very good. But you know, very good for not thinking. <laughs> How yeah, about you? Sometimes you just need to like say no to stuff and lie on the couch. Yeah, that's what I did. Just lay down very still like a vegetable. Us manic babes with dates and mates and drinks and parties can't do that all, all at once <laughs> just failing at having it all failing. how about you how's having it all going for you speaking of failing at having it all <laughs> the list of things i forgot in my life last week is long forgot my laptop when i was going to work forgot my milk pumping storage bags forgot to prove payroll on time <laughs> it's <was> major <laughs> which was actually fine in the end and just forgot a lot of stuff. <laughs> my thanks to my husband for bringing my laptop into work on the train. <laughs> just a lot of things to think about, like a lot of things to bring at any one time to make <laughs> things work. <laughs> it's like a lot of perilous tiny grenades just juggling in the air, waiting to fall and, and explode. <laughs> but that's fine. Just trying to lean into the chaos. Yep. Luckily, I have a lot of lovely people around to help me, which has been very nice. And just try not to fuck shit up, Sophie. Is this episode just going to be called Fucking Shit Up and Having It All? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it actually might. In which order we, we don't pray know. tell. <laughs> Still to find out. Emphasis on trying. That could be the other working title. <laughs> all right. But we have been managing to eat at least, haven't what, we? What have you eaten? All right. So... Vegetarian lasagna is not particularly cutting edge or sexy or novel or new, but it's not even that good for you, really. Didn't say it was. (laughs) (laughs) I've at no point claimed it to be healthy. (laughs) Um, But it is, you know what it is? It is delicious. It is truly delicious. Um, So, like, the weather got like really rainy and gray and crap this weekend in Sydney, which is just perfect for kind of project cooking. But look, even though this is not by any means healthy, it is actually kind of light enough because it's vegetarian. If you're in the Northern Hemisphere, and I know in London's kind of having a bit of a tempestuous summer in terms of weather, you could make this for a not too hot summer's day lunch. 
late lunch. It's going to take you a few hours, but definitely appropriate for not just shit winter weather. So this is a roasted eggplant spinach vegetarian lasagna um, and I've hacked it together from multiple sources and kind of like adapted it over the years but there are a few key principles that you have to follow to make a vegetarian or any lasagna delicious there's got to be dairy well yes but the, the type of dairy is key <laughs> okay. not just dairy we're going beyond just has to have dairy okay so one fresh lasagna sheets we have not got time for pre-cooking the dried ones and laying them out over the rack and ripping them inevitably and just getting stressed. It's not happening, guys. Yes, the fresh ones are more expensive, but they make it so much less faffin. Yeah. Like to the power of a thousand. So buy the fancy ones if you're going to do it. Just buy the fancy fresh sheets. So much better. Okay, two. With this one, it's the eggplant. And if you're someone who's not sure about eggplant, if you're on the fence about it, you think it's a bit chewy, you've never really had it in a way that you like it, the technique for you is you pre-roast it, and then when they're out of the oven, you wrap the foil that you've roasted it on up tightly and let it steam. Mm. And it's so silky and smooth and like unctuous and delicious. It's the key. So that is the trick to make your roasted eggplant delicious in this lasagna. You have to pre-cook it. And then the third thing, and this is a point I learned from my half Italian late husband who was very insistent on this point. I once served him a lasagna with ricotta in it and he almost spat it out. What the hell? Ricotta in a lasagna is amazing. No, do you think so? Until you've had mascarpone. Oh. Now that. Silky. Silky. Decadent. Incredibly rich. And once you've done it, you can never go back to ricotta. <laughs> bad ricotta is bad, like grainy, gross ricotta. Obviously, look, if you've I'll got turn like, my half Italian nose up at that. <laughs> look, if you've got some delicious homemade fresh ricotta, I'm sure it's delicious. But I promise you, try it with mascarpone and it will never let you down. I also love a bechamel lasagna, my mum's lasagna, which is like ragu and bechamel. Mm. Fucking delicious. Never gonna say no to that. But this is the trick to, I think, it sort of offsets the wholesomeness of the the veggies that you're stacking it with, with this kind of extra unnecessarily fancy and expensive dairy product. So those are your principles. And then the rest is like pretty standard. The key is you just like make the components. And if you don't have all a lot of time on the day, this is actually something that makes up well ahead of time. And then you can just assemble and bake, or you can even bake it and then like reheat it. Cause lasagna is better when it's been sitting for a little bit. You've got at least four days up your sleeve. Yeah. You've got time. <laughs> if you, you know, if you're like us and there are too many things all of the time. So you want to just get some posada, simple. I like to warm it up in a pan with olive oil and some basil. A little bit of salt, nothing fancy, but you don't even need to do that. That's just to get the basil infused. If you don't have time, fuck it, don't do it. You want to wilt your spinach down with like some sliced garlic and olive oil and salt till it's just like delicious. You just want everything to taste really good before you put it in. Yeah, like cooking things separately and yeah. then layering, not just like cooking it all in one big veggie ragu slot. And I think the key here is you cook all the moisture out of the veggies. So things mm. that you're only, the only moisture you're adding in is cheese and tomato sauce. So it's flavorful. So then layer of sauce down, pasta sheets, mascarpone spread over the pasta. Now I think an offset spatula is the tool they recommend. Don't have one. Just use a normal spatula and curse at it every time <laughs> trying to make it even. It helps if the mascarpone is room temperature, otherwise it doesn't really want to spread. Then you put the eggplant down, then you scatter a little bit of spinach on top, put some sauce on, parmesan, if you're really going for broke, add some mozzarella. I'm not gonna argue with you there. And then another layer of the pasta, mascarpone, eggplant, etc. And then the last thing I would 
do two to three of those stacks, depending on the size of your pan, the amount of your ingredients. It's, you know, there's no rules. Do what looks good to you. But the last thing is you do the pasta on the, as the top layer, mascarpone again, the sauce, cheese, drizzle of olive oil, and then you bake it in the oven or cover it in foil for like 40 minutes. Finish it off with the foil off for a couple. It's fucking delicious. I've sworn so much in this description. I'm sorry <laughs> on reflection. It's just that good, guys. Yum, that sounds amazing. And I would love a slice. Okay, I'll make it for you. It freezes really well. I feel like an, everything I eat must freeze yes. well at the moment. <laughs> Look, I also am not going to be mad if I open my freezer and I find delicious pre-portioned vegetarian lasagna. Like, no one's mad about that. Fuck no. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like a little pine nut would go quite well in that. Ooh. A little bit of crunch. I'll, I'll accept that. You accept I, this little... I'll accept that addition. Thank you. Let I might, me... I might even consider that. Maybe a caramelized onion. Ooh, yeah. The fillings can really be riffed on. I just, you can't go past the mascarpone. Please just try that next time and see how it goes. It's a really good glass of red wine. With that. Obviously, that's mandatory. Yeah. All right. Okay. What have you been eating? Well, shit. You've just like riffed on lasagna. Yep. I'm going to riff on something as well. Great. In the old school, like comfort eating troop that is winter food. Great. Um, pumpkin soup. A classic. Groundbreaking. We're <laughs> really pushing boundaries. However... <laughs> This is a recipe which uh, Scott actually introduced to me, and I have gone along and bastardized, forgotten key points, re-remembered, and then cobbled back together something which I still feel is delicious, probably isn't close to the original recipe, but it's quite yum. I'm calling it Thai-ish pumpkin mm -hmm. soup, because, right. I mean, there are a couple of Thai-ish ingredients in here. <laughs> It's heard of Thailand. Yeah. It's had a holiday there. Essentially, it's like pumpkin soup pimped up with like heaps of ginger, a little bit of lemongrass if you like, coconut, fish sauce, mm. key ingredient in this pumpkin soup. So it's like full of umami, lots of layers, saltiness, tanginess, sourness. There's a whole bunch of fresh lime in there. Yeah. I'm not going to like just step by step the recipe, even though you did that beautifully with your lasagna. I was going to say, why ever not? <laughs> What I'm going to do is just write it all out in the newsletter for you. So if you subscribe at highlyenthused.substack.com, you can just follow it there rather than <laughs> listen to me reel it on. Maybe we should just have a podcast that's just explaining recipes. Yeah. <laughs> just that. But it's almost like laksa-like mm, in the like sour, tangy, creamy, coconutty-ness. It's like fresh because of the lime. Just zesty, you know? This sounds great because pumpkin soup is one of those things that I feel like you put heaps of flavor into and then you taste it and you're like, mmm, pumpkin. <laughs> like that's the yeah, only thing like you get from it. You get onion, garlic, stock, maybe a bit of cream or milk or whatever. Maybe and then some like that's cinnamon it. or nutmeg or something. Yeah, it's just too sweet. Mm. It's too sweet for me. Yeah. I need it to be way more savory, way more sour, just like more vibrant. Like it's put a sexy dress on and it's like <laughs> shimmering its way out tonight. <laughs> At the end, you can put a little bit of coconut yogurt on top. I'm eating a lot of coconut yogurt these days because it's Ned's like favorite thing. Got a very fancy baby. Coconut yogurt is like baby crack. <laughs> like he's like, give me more of that. Whatever it is, give me more. I'm like, okay, little baby. <laughs> I'm going to have some too. Um, some crispy shallots on top. Okay, I want to make this now. Yeah, just like pimping it up. It's way better than regular, let me tell you. So Thai-ish pumpkin soup recipe and with your lasagna recipe in the newsletter. And you'll have to sign up to the newsletter because these recipes have come out of our heads. <laughs> they don't exist anywhere else. I mean, you can really just take that and run with it. I'm sure you'll, you'll do fine. And I did explain everything, so you should be able to figure it out. All right. All right.
that brings us to read, watch, listen. All right. I have been pretty light on the book recommendations this season. Yeah, who are you? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Look, you You've know been watching theory. TV. I've been Weird. watching TV. My theory, which I've told you, is that I overdosed on books. <laughs> and I, like, I went too hard, pushed myself to my limits, and books just stopped doing it for me. I needed harder and harder stuff. So I just had to take a break. <laughs> You're a junkie. I'm a junkie and I meant to remove myself from the source. But this week I'm trying to make up for it by recommending not just a book, but an author. Just everything she's ever written. Oh yeah, I'm I'm doing that exact same thing soon. Great. So the author I am recommending is a woman named Vivian Gornick. In particular, there's two of her books, both memoirs called Fierce Attachments and Odd Woman in the City. Excuse me, is this an attachment theory book again? No, it is not. (laughs) I will save that for our group chat, Sophie. (laughs) But if anyone does want attachment theory recommendations, shout out to me on the Instagram. So no, it's memoirs, like I said, Fierce Attachments, Odd Woman in the City. So Vivian Gornick is an American radical feminist critic essayist, journalist, writer. She's in her mid-80s. She still lives in New York City where she's lived her whole life. She was born in the Bronx um, and grew up there and then moved um, sort of into Manhattan. So Fear's Attachments was her first memoir that was published. It's sort of the book that made her known. And what I love is it was published in her 50s, which is in the mid-1980s, and that sort of like made her name. Like she'd always been writing. She'd been a journalist for years, been in the feminist movement for years, but that was the book that kind of like broke her through into the literary kind of, um, I guess, establishment, or at least got her noticed. And then Odd Woman in the City is her second memoir and was published in 2015, so quite recently and quite a big gap. And I actually read them in the wrong order. I'd heard of Vivian Gornick, check my library they had odd woman in the city so I got that and I still remember the sensation of being like a few pages into reading this book and just having the sense of like where has this woman been my whole life Mm. like where has Vivian Gornick been how her voice is so distinct and like I describe it as like bracing like she's spiky and she's funny and she's a little bit mean and she's so human like she doesn't like hold back in revealing her own flaws and shortcomings and she's got such a clear eye on like other people's shortcomings and like the ways people interact it was just so brilliant and frank and amazing and so it's ostensibly and like a memoir about New York and sex and friendship and getting older because she was sort of writing about she published it in her 70s but she's sort of writing about her 60s and she talks about turning 60 as feeling like being given six months to live <laughs> but she's one of the best writers about friendship and just the street and being in New York and I mean she's just so cranky in it <laughs> which I love so that's Odd Woman in the City brilliant it's so it's like slim and tiny it's like not this big bloated book it's like such a fast quick book to read and then her earlier memoir fierce attachments is focused on her early life in the bronx and specifically her relationship with her mother over the years and again she just writes with such clarity she tells the story of her childhood but then also talks about these long walks she'd do through the streets with her mom like taking her to appointments or taking her to you know go see the symphony or whatever and they'd have these long rambling conversations as they walked through the streets of the city like over the years and she just has this amazing ear for dialogue I think you described Curtis Sittenfield like she really makes you just you can just see everything she's describing like in a sim- one sentence you could get a whole character and yeah I think that's just what I'm craving in books at the moment I don't want anything bloated or fuzzy I want clear I want sharp I want spiky don't be cute <laughs> 
Don't, don't cute. be cute. People, you heard Put everything face. down on the table. Like, I want it to be, like, real. I want a slap in the face. Mm. So that's Vivian Gornick. I also recently read a book of her essays that's been reissued called Approaching Eye Level. But if you've not read any of hers, I would start with her memoir. So Fierce Attachments, Odd Woman in the City, You're In for a Treat. She's brilliant. I want her to be, like, read by everyone. Oh, God. I'm, like, definitely going to read all of those. I'll lend them to you. I've got a first memoir. The other one's at the library. Thanks. You're welcome. I'd love to borrow that. What have you read or watched or listened this week? Look, I'm still in a little bit of a hole of um, The Secret Life of Us. Yeah. <laughs> I've discovered a problem with starting these shows that have been around for a long time is that each season is like 20 episodes long and there's yeah. like six seasons of them. And once you start, you go hooked and then you just watch that one thing over and yeah. over again. I feel like the TV gods were listening to you though because Netflix got it and now it's on It's Netflix. everywhere. <laughs> it's everywhere. <laughs> I've also been still watching The Hammer's Tale and I really appreciate everyone who came out of the woodwork after I spoke about that on a few episodes ago and were like, I've been watching and it's amazing. Yeah. Our friend Anna texted me and was like, oh my God, people who dropped off don't know what they're missing. That season finale was freaking insane. And it's true. Great. Well, I'm really happy. Are you talking about any new TV shows yes. this week or just the ones you already so anyway, <laughs> Thanks guys. <laughs> The new thing I have watched after climbing out of my hole of the 90s is The Beautiful Lie, which I thought was a new show, but actually upon researching it, came out in 2015. Oh, really? Yeah. and But it's, it is new to Netflix and it's starring Sarah Snook. Oh, yeah. Who is one of my new favorite actresses. She is resplendent. Yes. Have you seen Su- Succession? Um, yeah, I watched a few episodes and then I found it too stressful and I had to take a break and I haven't picked it back up. Succession has the best season finale cliffhanger you have ever experienced at the Royce recent season. I find plot very stressful. Oh. <laughs> you said you wanted to be slapped. I know, but <laughs> with observations. <laughs> so good. Anyway, she's just, she's actually just everywhere. I feel like she's popping up all all across TV. She's an Australian actress. She she just has a really satisfying name to say. Mm, true. It's <laughs> true. Sarah Snook. Snook. Anyway, she has that gorgeous porcelain, creamy Botticelli skin that like she only does. certain redheads have. Redheads with very anal parents <laughs> growing <laughs> yeah, up in true. Australia. <laughs> like this just like the most beautiful skin and piercing eyes and this like gorgeous copper hair. She's just mesmerizing and she's really like, she's a little bit sneaky old snooky. <laughs> she does really good side eye. She always has like things going on that you don't really know about. There's subtext. There's a lot of subtext. There's a lot of like scheming and like. A lot of alliteration, it seems. <laughs> Sarah Snook is, is sexily scheming. Say that three times fast. <laughs> anyway, the plot is based on Anna Karenina. Mm-hmm. Which I have not read. Um, but apparently I don't need to. And she plays a retired, very wealthy tennis champ who is married to another very wealthy retired tennis champ who essentially are the, like, the, the nobility or the royalty in the story. They live in this like extremely polished, expensive home and she sort of blows up her life after a chance encounter with a much younger man who happens to be dating or actually is engaged to her much younger cousin who is played by Sophie Lowe. Anyway, it's very super sexy, filled with that like love obsession, like psycho energy. (laughs) It's like darkly funny. There's lots of really complicated intertwined family dynamics with all the rest of her family. That is just a lot. That's the Tolstoy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's really darkly funny. It's got that like... 
I don't know, just like twisted complicatedness to it, which I really like. And it's set in some really beautiful houses. It's a real estate porn as well. Yeah. What more do you want? What more do you want? I don't know what else we can ask for. Apparently the ending is great. I haven't got there yet, but I'm excited. Okay, well look, maybe I'll maybe I can watch this. Maybe this is the amount of plot I can deal with. So it's the beautiful lie, it's on Netflix. Read Anna Karen. I don't know if you want to warm up, but probably don't need to. Just dive straight in to Sarah Snookland. <laughs> All right. Bye or do so, Ro. This is, once again, philosophically, what is the difference? Uh, no, this is a, a buy and a do. So this is one of these recommendations that I feel like I'm giving away a secret that I shouldn't give away when I... Tell, tell everyone that listens to this podcast about this. Shouldn't have started a recommendations podcast. Yes, and that's philosophically why I'm going to tell you all, but please know that... If I see you there, I will <laughs> hunt you down and kill you. No, it's just because what I'm recommending is this incredible massage therapist who I discovered through an Insta friend and listener, Jenna Rowe. This woman named Jessie, and she is a massage therapist at The Calm. So The Calm is this really beautiful kind of group of therapists who provide all these really wonderful treatments, and they operate out of Nimbus & Co. in Bondi, and they also have a location in Newport, which I think Jessie operates out of one day a week. So she does, you know, pretty incredible just massages, remedial, relaxation, um, pregnancy as well. And I love just going to see her for that because I carry a lot of tension in my neck. (laughs) But um, Jessie just works out of this really beautiful room. It's like one of those spaces you walk into and you immediately feel calm, hence the name. And one of the treatments she does, which is really great, is the face massage. So I don't know if I can handle this. You can't handle this? I don't think so. Well, you don't tell me about that. (laughs) (laughs) It's called a natural facelift, Sophie. (laughs) People touching my face. I'm like, stop giving me pimples. You had a facial. She cleans her hands. I know. I'm not going to touch your face. (laughs) Your baby touches your face all the time. I'm sure it does not do me any favors. No, probably not. But okay. So the comment, this, this is a really lovely, I think, treatment. So the first time I tried it, I just added it on as like a mini extra to a normal massage. So you can just kind of add 15 minutes or 30 minutes on, or you can book in for a full hour. And it's a combination of massage, lymphatic drainage, and acupuncture. And so it actually, and like, I am a bit squeamish about acupuncture, but I just like grip my teeth through it because I find it feels really weird, which I guess means it's doing something, but it just releases so much tension in muscles that you didn't know existed. (laughs) And I feel at the end of it, like my head is lighter. Like somehow my head is like floating on top of my body. Mm. It's amazing. And like, it kind of de-puffs, just like brightens, it kind of like releases the like creases around my mouth that I feel like just really baked in there now thanks to my 30s it just relaxes the entire visage hmm it's beautiful feel like something that I need yeah like if you ever do you grind your teeth do you ever feel jaw tension no but I have noticed my face is definitely not as perky (laughs) mine has migrated significantly in the last two years it's going to (laughs) I need to go back helps with it's kind of like the gua sha thing i'm like trying to put off getting anything injected into my face apart from the acupuncture needles it was a lot of like lifting and it just feels really good i think you'd enjoy it i think you should get over your face weirdness which you never mentioned previously <laughs> <laughs> lots of layers to me okay so that is um 
the calm as a as a sort of beautiful wellness experience and Jessie in particular the massage therapist and I think she's the director at the calm as well and that's out of Bondi also out of Newport and the northern beaches if you are based that way great well what about you have you done or purchased anything this week well we are well we are I am redoing a few things in our downstairs living room at the moment and decorating and interiors and like renovations. Not that this is a real renovation. It's just like a few different things. I find quite stressful, I've realized. Oh, mate, me too. I've been planning on redoing my kitchen for five years. Haven't even started. Too hard. Yeah, I just feel like it's a lot of decisions to make and they all feel very permanent and like they're not that bad. Like I'm changing a light, whatever, but... Maybe because I have to get an electrician involved. It feels like a lot of things. Every to-do item has like five subtasks that have to be done. Yeah. And I, people have like Pinterest boards and stuff. I just, I don't have that in me, I think. Food is my thing. Okay. <laughs> Food. Anyway, what I've done to combat this angst is outsource my sourcing of cool things for furniture thanks to my friend lucy who helped me choose a pendant light well done lucy i had i guess a brief i just kind of wanted something like our apartment is quite art deco-y it's 1930s i wanted something like modern a little bit industrial but like a little bit art deco-y mm-hmm. and she is very clever she has great taste and sent me a light by a melbourne lighting and furniture company called dal jones it's called the arcade pendant light and it sort of looks like a steel upside down bowl with a smaller like upturned steel bowl on top of it so it's like a big bowl and a small bowl on top of each other Mm -hmm. it hangs off a long cord so you can dangle it however you like and the cool thing about it it's powder coated steel and the two bowls can be two separate colors oh cool so there are like 350 combos great more choices for you yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) why did i choose this light that's okay, because I knew that I wanted green. Okay, great. <laughs> so I've got like a dark green on top and a lighter, more like eucalypt green down the bottom. But it's just really cool. It's really fun to pick it out. It's really simple. It's not too fussy. It's not too like vintagey. Yeah. It's still pretty modern and clean. Powder coated steel has that just really nice solid color to it that lasts really well. It's really not that expensive either. That's good. It's Australian made. I mean, there you go. Tick, go tick, tick, tick. Get purple, get pink, get red, get brown, get there's whatever three, color you want. 350 options. Exactly. <laughs> that is the Dow Jones Arcade Pendant Light. But yeah, as I start to buy more things for this room, I might reveal a few more of them. So, but are they all going to be outsourced recommendations? Like you've... Yep. Yeah, cool. My sister's helping me with the sideboard. <laughs> My cousin's helping me with the floors. <laughs> Okay, what time is it now? Ooh, it's fast five. What do you got? What have I got? Okay, I'm recommending a t-shirt. I'm taking over your t-shirt game. Oh. So my personal platonic ideal of a perfect white t-shirt is a bit different from yours. You like a boxy style. We've discussed this at length. I prefer... (laughs) At length. Cool. (laughs) The correct amount. I prefer a closer, like slim fit mm-hmm. t-shirt. And so I've picked up one from Cos about a week ago, two weeks ago. And look, there's not heaps to say about it. It's just a white t-shirt. I think what I like is it's got a really nice weight to the fabric. It's not super sheer. It's not too thick and heavy. You know, sometimes like it has its own shape and your body's kind of not moving underneath it. It still kind of clings and drapes really nicely. And the sleeves are a slightly slimmer cut. 
And because the fabric does have a little bit of weight to it, though, it does kind of hold a sharper shape on the sleeve, which I do like. Yeah. So the body still kind of drapes nicely around your figure, but then the sleeve still has that kind of nice outline. I went out for dinner and spilt fermented chili sauce on it oh, the day I bought it, maybe God four damn. hours after I bought it. And then I washed it, came up beautifully clean and fresh. So, you know, it's still crisp. It's $49. I got it from Cos. The Cos website is not great, so I will try to link to it, but it was labeled the Cos Jersey White T-shirt. I picked it up at the Sydney Martin Place store. If you're around there, you can't buy online Cos any still, can you? I think you can, but I think it does $20 international shipping. Oh. So look, it's a bit of a tricky recommendation, guys, but I do recommend the Cos T-shirts generally and this one in particular. Nice. So check that one out. Okay, second recommendation. I'm not afraid to admit this. I was influenced by that Stanley Tucci video that made the rounds of him making Negronis. Who wasn't? Back in the early hazy days of the first wave of the pandemic. So this is a recommendation for the Antica Formula Vermouth, which I believe is the one he used in that video. I made an expedition to Dan Murphy's at the time. It's a litre bottle. It's still going strong. And it's just really great and makes your at-home cocktails taste as good as anything you can buy at a bar. I've been using it in my Negronis. I've made a Manhattan. A really good bar situation going on in your little home at the moment. Well, the one takeaway I got, the one small silver lining from that first lockdown was that I realized that the two cocktails I enjoy drinking most are very easy to make. (laughs) (laughs) And I should not have been paying $24 for them (laughs) because you can just mix them together. And drink them. <laughs> so that's Antica Formula Vermouth. Delicious. Gonna last you for ages. Looks great in your little bar situation in your house. All right, my third recommendation is for a very dumb movie. So I'm sick the other day and I watched so many rom coms. By rom coms, I mean two of the Fifty Shades of Grey movies, which I will not recommend here. But one of the ones I watched on top of that was this movie called Plus One. It's on Netflix. It actually, one of the lead characters is played by the Pen15 star Maya Erskine. And the other main character from Pen15 actually has a cameo in it as well. Basically, it's just like a classic tale. It's kind of like a riff on four weddings and a funeral and every other rom-com you've ever seen where these two friends try to pair up to get through wedding season by like opting into be each other's plus ones to like go through the marathon sort of spring summer season and shockingly they fall in love but then there's complications (laughs) a classic tale (laughs) i can't pretend this is a good movie uh, I can't say that it's a plus cinema, but it's like very charming and very silly and very fun. Me and it's my great. sister are going to smash this on a Friday night. You definitely will. And like Maya Erskine is just like such a charismatic actress and such a like great comedic actress that she makes it better than it needs to be. So that's on Netflix. It's a plus one. All right. Number four is the complete other end of the spectrum when it comes to movies. This is where we get to the cinema. So cinema. my favorite cinema in Sydney, the Ritz at Randwick is putting on a complete retrospective of the Spanish filmmaker, Pedro Almodovar's films. I mean like every single film in chronological order. So it started on June 11th. So a couple of weeks ago and it's going until late October. And I kind of have a super soft spot for Almodovar. He's like a very famous Spanish director. And I used to watch a lot of his films on SBS movies when I was studying Spanish. I'd often like put it with Spanish subtitles. So I'd have to read the Spanish and 
lesson. I didn't understand most of it. So I'm looking forward to watching them with English subtitles. <laughs> but it's just like a smorgasbord of Antonio Banderas and Penelope Cruz and Gabriel Garcia Bernal. And just this like very quirky, surreal, kind of creepy, vibrant worlds that he creates. Just like such, they're such vivid, vivid films. Um, I really want to see The Bad Education and Kika. But yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong with like young Penelope Cruz or young Antonio Banderas. You can't. It's every Friday night. So there's plenty to to pick from. So I dive into that and see what you find there. Cool. And they've even got some of his really rare ones that are less well known that they've got from the archives in Canberra and brought up like the only film print in Australia and they're showing it. So it's pretty, it's a big coup actually, because I don't think anyone's done anything like this in years. So that's at the Ritz, the Almovadar series. And then my final recommendation for this week is a little vintage store recommendation from the trip I took to Melbourne a few weeks ago. So I was had a lovely pub lunch with some friends and I was just wandering back to my Airbnb and I popped into this store called Vintage Soul, S-O-L-E, on Brunswick Street in Fitzroy. I think they have a second location in the CBD as well. But it was like the vintage shop dream. I was like, I can't even need a coat. I'm looking for another coat. I walked in. I was looking at this rack and the sales assistant's like, oh yeah, we just got this huge shipment in of trench coats, vintage trench coats just up the back. They're all brand new. They just arrived today. Literally like the most perfect collection of vintage trench coats you've ever seen. And I picked up, it's like a London fog, dove gray, sort of, I think maybe nineties trench, but just like perfectly, like just, I mean, my sister told me I look like Inspector Gadget in it. (laughs) I think it's in a good way. Not a bad way. Go, go, gadget, Sophie. But it's like in perfect condition. It was like a hundred bucks. It's just like... A hundred bucks. A hundred bucks. That's good. So it's an amazing coat. And it's like surprisingly warm considering it's like a heavy cotton drill. But they just had like a really great selection of fun knitwear. The vintage shops are full of such colourful vintage and then no one in Melbourne is wearing colourful clothes and I don't know how it happens. <laughs> Sydney people go down there and they're like, yeah, it all. It's all um, but that's Vintage Soul. It was just a perfect vintage shopping experience and I'd love you to all go and experience that too. Oh, sounds good. What have you got? Okay, so number one on the Fast Five is I've seen these crates around a few stores online and overseas and have recently discovered them in kind of a less cool shop, um, (laughs) (laughs) Typo, which is that cotton-on-owned stationery store. And yeah, they're like really cool and fun, collapsible plastic crates, Mm -hmm. kind of like milk crates but shallower. Oh, I think I've seen some things like this before. Yeah, and they collapse in on themselves, so you can, like, stack them all together. And they come in really good colours, like pastel, like, sherbet oranges, sweet blues, purples, pinks. They're just really nice on your shelf if you need to stack, like, books or magazines or just, like, general, like, stuff. I like to keep a drawer full of birthday cards that I find in a really cheap shopping barrel <laughs> that my sister and I go to every time and stock up on like dollar birthday cards because they're really good quality this is a really great spot to put those ribbons you need somewhere to put ribbons I mean I just need stuff to put all the junk I have exactly well make your junk look good in these collapsible crates from Typo they're really cool I don't know what they're called I just called them pastel crates well so we'll, we'll link, link to, to that <laughs> The next one is kind of one of those gifts for people who like have everything but really appreciate 
beautiful things. Maybe they also have a really nice desk mm. or like writing space that they like to decorate with little trinkets. This is a very specific gift, but I yep. like it. A mantelpiece even? Even a mantelpiece. Yeah. Definitely. But I like to think a desk because when you're sitting at a desk and you're like, fuck, what should the next sentence be? And you just want to pick something up and like examine it while you think like the really smart and deep writer that you are. Yeah. Would you like one of these, Soph? Do I need to buy this for you? (laughs) (laughs) They're called Solar Cubes from the most beautiful shop in Redfern who has a great online store, the DEA store. We've mentioned it before. stands for Delicate Eye Area. And these definitely satisfy the Delicate Eye Area. They are like perfectly clear four centimeter by four centimeter acrylic cubes. So completely clear plastic almost that have perfectly preserved inside a single plant or seed or tiny perfect gum nut or a complete dandelion when none of the spores has been blown they're like an artisanal japanese practice to make these of course it is i don't know how they do it imagine like just picking that up at primary school one day yeah (laughs) and that's what you do as a hobby forever like yeah i'm gonna run with this and make them really expensive (laughs) they're actually not that expensive but they're just really curious and cool. Like you can like really just examine this perfect thing preserved in perfectly clear acrylic. When you showed it to me, it made me think about like visiting like the natural history museum and picking things up and looking at them. Yeah. I feel like it'd be a really nice gift for someone like that writer person (laughs) in your brain who is not me, (laughs) but is someone else. So that is the solar cube at the DEA store. They've got a whole selection. You can choose from like 15 different ones. Oh, okay, this is a bit random. But I stumbled across the Gossip Girl trailer for the new reboot that is coming out. I had no idea there was a reboot coming out. I also only discovered it through seeing the trailer. (laughs) Yeah, it's back on July 8th, which is really soon, and it looks 100 times more intense than the original series. I do feel like everything gets more intense in the remakes. Yeah, they're like, how can we amp this up? Darker, sexier. I was like, we have enough stress. (laughs) (laughs) Tavi Gevinson is in it. I do love her. She's a really good actress. She's also very smart as a person. Yeah. Very emotionally intelligent. She was the founder of Rookie magazine and blog, if you style Rookie back in the day. Much more diverse cast than the previous series. It looks really great. Check the trailer out. It's coming out in July. My number four on the Fast Five is a new podcast. I feel like I've been a bit of a podcast downer lately. I've just like been stuck in the same rut. Same. It's like the cut, modern love, like blah, 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 like all the same crap. <laughs> I'm just like, how do you guys feel the same way about us? <laughs> They're like, I'm really enthused, same old crap. But <laughs> I discovered a really sweet short podcast from X Triple J presenter Linda Mariano called Tough Love. It's just really sweet and tender about her muddling through kind of life's lessons in real time as she kind of faced as, you know, a lot of people did kind of life upheaval thanks to COVID in 2020. Her lover is across the seas in LA. They've been doing long distance for like a year now with no end in sight. Um, A bit of a you know, crisis of confidence in her career. She left to move to LA, left a really great job at Triple J to move to LA, to make it big, to make it with her boyfriend there. That all got fucked up. She's starting to freeze her eggs in IVF. 
just going through a lot of stuff, I feel yeah. like. And she just wants to work through it with her friends in that great radio voice that she has. She is like the most charming. She's radio so charming. Presence. Yeah, just, she, she manages to sparkle through audio. She really does. Just like us. One sure. Should say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she interviews her dad and her mom and oh, her friends, yeah. and it's just so cute and sweet. And she, you can tell that she's, you know, she's really earnest. She's trying to like figure stuff out, but she's really positive and and upbeat. And it's just a really nice listen. It could have potential to be like kind of a bit sad, but it's mm. not. Like she's kind of pretty no, happy. The people she talks to have like a real sense of humor and a mm. real sense of perspective, which I think is what she's trying to figure out to understand. Stand. like she doesn't play down the times when she's sad or depressed yeah the audio mixing is also really good that's really immersive she kind of takes a mic wherever she goes she records a lot of conversations over speakerphone and kind of these little side conversations with her interview subjects so it feels quite well-rounded as a series mm. which is really cool she's put a lot of effort into that into making it feel like you're there with her along this journey which i really liked so that was tough love by linda mariano and Final of the Fast Five, just because we're yo-yoing in and out of face masks again and again and again and again and again, and that's fine. And I just really wanted to invest in something that I actually like. And so I've done it with Permanent Vacations face masks. I've been eyeing these off. Yeah, so if you remember, back a couple of series, Sophie has a really beautiful dress from Permanent Vacation. They're a great little Melbourne brand who make kind of capsules of clothing. Gorgeous dress called the Licky dress which you have which is like cornflower blue with white flowers on it they make masks out of the same materials that they make their awesome dresses from they do they're if, if there is such a thing as a status mask i feel like this is a status mask this is a status mask <laughs> there's three colorways black and white the blue one and like a like nice gingham check vibe just a charming mask as i say on the website feel cute during these non-cute times i mean and that is a thing we can take with us as we finish today cute in non-cute cute times. times so that was great so it's great lovely <laughs> an oasis in the manic tornado of not having it all that is our lives right now where can you sign up to find all these links you can sign up to our newsletter highlyenthused.substack.com we will always send all of the links that you need and handwritten recipes in that newsletter once a fortnight after our episodes you can also sign up to be a paid subscriber oh and i have a really good edm coming up for you in july it is going to be a love letter to all the airbnbs i have loved before (laughs) and i'm going to crowdsource some really good airbnb recommendations as well because i know we're all doing a lot of domestic travel at the moment i have some really good airbnbs that i've stayed in over the years you've collected a great collection it's a passion of mine (laughs) and a lot of people i know and a lot of you guys have really good airbnb recommendations and so i'm going to be asking you and this is going to be a love letter to them all direct to your inbox yeah for the low 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 price of five dollars a month get on there sign up you can also email us at highlyenthused at gmail.com send stuff to our dms instagram as always and we'll see you in two 